Local Network Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the community on the importance of shopping local. What's up, Champaign County? I hope you all are doing well, staying safe during these crazy times. I hope you all had a great holiday with your friends and family. Thank you for joining me again today. I know it's been a few weeks since we last talked. Uh, during that time, we've been hard at work figuring out how this podcast will look moving forward. What you can expect from us in 2021 is this. We plan to release about 50 episodes this year, one a week. We'll, there'll be interviews with local people, local businesses, people that you can expect to find at the grocery store, at a local restaurant. They will hopefully be relevant and have actionable advice for you um, or information about what's going on here in Champaign County. If you haven't already, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Before we get to today's episode, here's a quick word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by the Mental Health and Recovery Services Board for Logan and Champaign County. Did you know that in Ohio, five people every day die by suicide and one youth dies by suicide every 33 hours? Your mental health is serious and it's important. If you or someone you know is struggling with their mental health, please reach out to the Mental Health and Recovery Services Board by visiting their website, www.mhdas.org. Again, that's www.mhdas.org. Are you a small business owner that's feeling overwhelmed by the thought of building a website? Stop wasting your time and let the team at Barry Digital Solutions handle your online presence so that you can focus on what you need to do in your business. You will get a team of local experts at your service that can handle websites, social media, email marketing, graphic design, and much, much more. Call Ryan Barry today at 937-404-1050 to get your free consultation or visit their website, BarryDigitalSolutions.com. That's B-E-R-R-Y digitalsolutions.com barrydigitalsolutions.com This podcast episode is also brought to you by champagneworks.com Champagne Works is a community of people that is dedicated to seeing the positive in Champaign County. Visit champagneworks.com forward slash news to stay up to date on all the great things Champaign County has to offer. Do you own a small business and have you ever felt overwhelmed by the thought of running your own social media page? I bet you've thought about abandoning or not even creating a social media page for your business. Well, did you know that in 2020, worldwide, there was 3.6 billion people, yes, you heard that right, 3.6 billion people on social media, and that number is expected to climb to 4.4 billion in 2025. Point is, you need to be on social media. Oak and Ivy is your local solution. Oak and Ivy offers coaching services to help you create an engaging and successful social media page for your business. Visit oakandivyllc.com to schedule an appointment today. That's oakandivyllc.com. Oakandivyllc.com. All right, welcome back. This is Adam Moore with uh, Barry Digital Solutions and the We Spin Local Network. This is the We Spin Local Network podcast. Today, I'm joined by our local IT solutions expert, Sean of your hometown, Tex. How you doing today, Sean? Doing great. How are you doing, Adam? I'm doing all right. 
Doing all right. It's Friday right now. We're recording on Friday. This will re- yes. be released on, on Thursday, uh, J- January 28th. But hey, we're getting to the weekend. I'm super excited. And uh, yeah, I'm doing so. I'm doing really well. I'm doing really <laughs> Friday. Well. Can't do anything but well on a Friday. That's right. That is absolutely the case. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Sean. Um, tell us tell us how you ended up at your hometown text. Uh, so about May of uh, 2019, Ryan and I partnered up together to bring back a, an IT solution to Champaign County. Uh, we do a lot of stuff in our office, fixing computers, uh, diagnosing errors, a lot of security issues, people getting spyware, whatnot. Um, so we do that for the community. And then we also do a lot of small business support. Uh, so we have, we have some really great software where we, we keep computers protected. We watch their updates. We monitor them. Um, if they have problems, we're, we're there. I mean, we are their IT guy. If, if a computer hiccups or if they have a major crash, we are the ones that respond right away to them. Well, perfect. Well, you know, as, as, as you're aware and as, as I don't think most people are aware, this podcast is going to be released on, on Thursday, January 28th, which, you know, just happens coincidentally, I guess, but maybe not to be a national privacy day. Right. Uh, the, the, uh, I think it's like the 11th or 12th annual national privacy day. I can't remember the exact number, but this is, it happens annually on the 28th of every, every January. So how do you plan on celebrating Sean? Are you going to crack a bottle of wine? Are you going to have a socially distanced party? What, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, it's all about privacy and security. So I think I'm just going to socially distance myself, locked in a room, uh, secluded from everyone else. Uh, and if a bottle of wine gets involved, I mean, you know, <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. You can't help that. It's not your fault. <laughs> so, you know, data privacy, this is something, Sean, that's really been at the forefront of our minds for the past 10, 12 years or so. It's something that a lot of people are, are starting to talk about. There's been a lot of things yeah. that have happened. Um, that I'm sure we can get into in a little bit uh, that have really caused us to start thinking more critically about our data and the privacy of our data. Um, you have two really groups of people. You have some people that who care about this issue that say, yes, I need to protect my data. And then you also have a group that says, I got nothing to hide. So <laughs> why, why do you think it's important that people are diligent and in, in, uh, on top of protecting their data? Well, it's not just, uh, I mean, it's important to everybody, even those people, you know, where they throw their hands up and what have I got to hide? What do I got to worry about? Well, it's not really about whether or not you have something to hide. Um, If you have a dollar to your name and a bank account in your name, if you have a social security number, you should worry about cybersecurity. I mean, it can affect anybody. Next thing you know, you're trying to apply for a home loan and you find out you got six credit cards in your name and five of them haven't been paid in six years. Um, I mean, these these are really important things for everybody uh, to, to focus on. There's, there's a lot of reasons. And that's just, that's just the tip of the iceberg is, is just your personal financial future, uh, that it can affect. Right. Yeah. That's what I always tell people. Like, I don't, I, when people don't really understand the importance of it, I, I, I tell them two things. I say, if I say first, like if, if somebody, if, would you let your friends, uh, come into your house and install cameras and watch you every single day? No, you right. wouldn't let them do that. You value privacy, even though you don't have anything to hide. And Sean, every time you go into the bathroom, I know what you're doing. You're not, but you close the door, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, so exactly. privacy is important. Even if even if what you're doing isn't wrong, you still want privacy. And I think right. that's why it's important. And in the biggest, I don't know, I don't want to call it a scandal, but the the the, the event that happened in the past five years ago uh, involves the the consulting firm Cambridge Analytica. There's somebody mm-hmm. that had had just really harvested and collected a bunch of our personal data. 
and because we're not really protecting it. And what they can do with that, they take that data, they build profiles, they run algorithms, algorithms against it, and they can start to predict trends or what you're going to do, buying uh, behavior, and, and, and then they sell that those profiles to companies who will then use that to run advertisements against or whatever. But you, you have no control over that is the point. Um, and you have no control whether your data gets into a, a bad actor or somebody with malicious right. intent. Uh, and that's why it's important that we are, we have to do everything we can do to kind of protect ourselves. Uh, with that in mind, like what would you tell me or what would you tell our listeners? Um, what do we need to do to protect our data to keep our privacy online? So, I mean, the first and foremost is the easiest one is don't willingly give your information to anyone who doesn't need it. Um, and that's unwittingly and wittingly willingly is, you know, if you if you're shopping online, stick with reputable things. You know, if you have this wonderful thing that shows up on Facebook that seems too good to be true. Well, maybe you don't need to give that company your credit card information. It's a simple step because you don't know whether or not, you know, you should vet these things. Um, so first and foremost, just only give your information to the people that need it. Don't, don't use it everywhere. Um, but when it comes to other things that you can do uh, at home on your personal computer, you just want to make sure you're keeping up to date. You let Windows do its updates. If you use any kind of special software, TurboTax, uh, QuickBooks, anything like that, they put out security updates. And I know it frustrates a lot of us. We want to hit that later button, later button, later button, later button. But you got to do it eventually. Those things are there to protect you. So when you're sending information to the banks or to the stores, it's secure. Uh, you want to make sure you have decent antivirus, decent security software. And again, you want to make sure that is up to date. You know, those The updates are annoying. They, they get to us all. I mean, I've been in this industry for 20 plus years and uh, I've I've hit that later button plenty of times myself, but I can tell you it's, it's very important to do. So don't give your information to people that don't need it and just keep your software up to date. Those are the two biggest things you can do to protect yourself from, from any kind of cybersecurity risks. Well, I'll tell you what, I've already got an actionable piece of advice out of you. I, I am notorious. I, I do that too. Like I remind me tomorrow about right. that update and then, <laughs> then remind me tomorrow again. I, I'm very good about reminding me tomorrow on those updates. So I'll make sure that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get that taken care of. So I don't, I don't get my data stolen. <laughs> Tomorrow never comes, Adam. Go ahead and do the update today. <laughs> so there's been some really, you know, high profile data breaches, uh, you know, especially in the past 10 years or so. Uh, Yahoo, Sony, uh, Equifax, Ashley Madison, those, those come to mind for me off the top of my head. You know, what obligations do businesses have that are collecting our data? Like what, what are, what obligations, what is the right thing for them to do in those situations to protect our data? Well, just like at home, um, they they need to do everything they can to protect us. And again, this the world we live in is ever changing. The criminals are always a step ahead of the people trying to stop them. Uh, the world's always going to be like that. So, if you're a small business owner or if you work in a business, again, the same the same things are, are important. Obviously, don't give any information to anyone that doesn't need it. Um, keep your systems up to date, uh, just as if you would. Uh, but as a business owner, you have another step. Uh, you have people coming and going all day long in your business. They, they're on your computers, they're in the actual building. People are the biggest biggest data breach that can happen. Um, you know, you can do so much on your computers, you can protect yourself so well, but the people coming and going are your biggest security risk. And it's not always intentional. It could be something as obscure as 
you know, one of the staff comes in, they got some pictures from a friend on a flash drive and they want to show them around the office. They plug that flash drive into the computer and show off pictures. Well, not all the times that flash drive clean, that flash drive could have a Trojan on it, could have a virus, it can have a key logger. There's a lot of things. And that is where a lot of your breaches begin is someone puts the wrong thing in a computer. Um, another thing for businesses, uh, especially, and, and, and for home, I didn't mention, is when you're online, pop-ups, clicking things. Before you say yes, or even before you say no to a pop-up, read what's happening. Uh, that's another huge, huge area that data breaches start at, is you're at a website, maybe you're trying to go to google.com and you type too many O's or not enough. And the website looks just like it, but all of a sudden it pops up in the bottom corner and says, hey, your drivers are out of date, click here to update them. And you just, you click. And then you realize all of a sudden pop-ups are happening, sirens, bells are going off and it's too late, things, things have happened. So as, as staff in a business, you have to do your due diligence to be cautious as to what you're doing when you're on a machine. And as a business owner setting rules and policies, you have to be very stringent on not allowing outside devices on your wireless network, not allowing outside flash drives to be plugged into your computers. You need to keep your business computers for business use. And that is your biggest, biggest way of keeping yourself secure, keeping your information and keeping your customers' information secure from, from nefarious people trying to do not so scrupulous things with your information. Right. Yeah. No, um, you know, at my previous, my previous job, we would get, I would get emails from, from, from what looked like somebody I knew or uh, right. a business that I recognize and they'd say, Hey, you have an unpaid invoice. And they, they'd link to a PDF with the invoice. Yep. And, you know, you, you all, you know, most people will probably question that if, especially cause I, I never dealt with finances. So I'm like, right. well, you know, this is probably not legit, but there are going to be people that fall for that kind of thing. Yes. One thing that I always like, that always kind of, you know, threw me onto the scent was the e the where the actual email was coming from. If you look like the actual email address, most likely it's going to be like a bunch of like random characters or numbers, and then yeah. So always make sure you're looking at who you're receiving these emails from. Right, and that's actually the one you're mentioning is one of the most common scams. Uh, I had a business reach out to me yesterday um, that unfortunately fell for that scam. They had an email that said it was an unpaid invoice. And it's usually safe to open the email. You click the email. I mean, that's you, you have to click the email to determine whether or not it's safe. That action in its own is, is in most cases, pretty safe. But then the next step forward was they, they opened that attachment. They ran the attached files. They weren't sure who it was from. So they opened up the attachment. Unfortunately, it, it, it was a virus that got a hold of their system. Thankfully, uh, it did not breach any information. Uh, it just messed up their system a little bit, slowed things down. So we we're able to clean it up for them. Um, but that happens a lot more frequently than not. And what, one of the biggest things we tell people, and I learned this years ago when I was doing uh, IT and security for uh, uh, automotive industry down in Atlanta, is if you get an email and you're not expecting it, if you get an email and it's not from a source you know, contact them directly. And this is for any scam, to be honest. If if you get an email and it says invoice unpaid and it's not something that you would normally see in your situation, call the person that supposedly sent it to you. Because if it's a spoofed email, they're going to be, we have no idea what you're talking about. Next step, delete the email. Or they'll say, yeah, you, you owe us that money. Remember, you have to pay your bills every month. 
you know so the the easiest way is is to stop what you're doing when something weird is happening don't let fear take hold just just stop breathe for a second and say hey this doesn't seem right let me contact them directly and it's the same at home when you get those crazy phone calls that the irs is going to arrest you or the police department's coming because you didn't pay your taxes well first off they don't work that way they're not going to give you the courtesy of a phone call. They're just going to send you a letter and then they'll send you a, a, a bill, but just call. I mean, you get the IRS calling you saying you owe them money. Okay. Well, cool. I'm a little bit busy right now. Let me call you back. And then you go to your local office, you find the phone number in a phone book and those don't really exist anymore. So you find the IRS's website, you get the phone number from there and you call directly and you vet the source. And if it's real, then the real IRS will tell you, you owe us money. The real police department will say, yeah, there's a warrant out for you. But just breathe. A lot of these scams work on fear. I mean, think about it. when you're afraid, you get fight or flight. And that response is what usually gets us into the road of I clicked the wrong thing and now my bank account's compromised. So you just stop, breathe for a minute and then vet the source. And that will take care of I can't say all because these guys are smart. They're tricky, but it will stop a lot of, of potential scams from happening to you. Well, I think that's great advice and I appreciate that. If if somebody were to run into issues and, and they bring you their computer, whether it's a business or or just somebody like me who's who uh, falls into this trap, like what, what type of work would you do on the back end to get that cleaned up for somebody? So first thing we do, because again, this happens a lot, uh, you know, a couple people a week come into our office with this issue. Uh, the first step is we sit down, I'll talk to them. We'll find out exactly what happened. And then we'll go through logistics. Like, look, did you, you, you know, first thing you need to do, let's make sure you get a hold of your bank to get your bank card changed and stuff. You know, I'll, I'll help them guide through the process of protecting their personal information. And then we move on to the computer. Um, a lot of times we've got plenty of software, plenty of tools at our, our disposal. We can go in and clean the computer up and usually at a very minimal loss of data. Uh, again, that truly depends on what happened, how far the breach, what kind of software it was that they used. Uh, but in a lot of cases, we really can't clean it up and your life goes on as normal um, without any serious interruption to work. Uh, there are times though, however, where the attack was bad enough that maybe your files were damaged and are unrecoverable. Um, as unfortunate as that is, um, we try our best to recover what we can and we end up resetting and recleaning the system. So you essentially have your computer like it was the day out of the box. Um, but first and foremost, the first thing we try to do is save and recover as much data as possible before we move forward with, with erasing anything away. Awesome. Well, if, if anybody out there has any issues, I would highly recommend Sean at your hometown text. Make sure you reach out. Don't, don't look him up in the phone book. Go to his website, yourhometowntext.com. <laughs> find his phone number. Uh, I think there's probably an email address, something like that too. They could reach out to you uh, for any help. Uh, so yeah, hey, thanks a lot, Sean, for stopping by talking about data security, data privacy, why that's important for, for us and for small businesses. Um, again, yeah, just thank you so much for, for giving us your time today. Thanks for having me. Glad to be on. Rob, we'll see you. All right, have a good one. This podcast interview was brought to you by Your Hometown Techs. I'll tell you a story. A couple of years ago, I got a, I got a laptop for Christmas from my mother-in-law. 
And for those of you who don't know me, I have three young kids. My oldest is five. My youngest is one. And after like eight months of having the laptop, I, I sat it on my end table after I was done using it. And I'm assuming that one of my kids got up, climbed up on top of the end table, stepped on the laptop. And when the next time I went to open it up, half of the screen was black and it wasn't working. And I, I had not really ever had good good experience with IT repair and with laptop repair in the past. So I, I put the laptop back in its bag and set it aside, assuming that I'd never use it again. And uh, then I heard about your hometown techs. I, uh, I had heard that they were affiliated with Barry Digital Solutions, so I decided to give uh, Sean at your hometown techs a call. Two days later, literally two days later, I had my laptop back in perfect working order for a fraction of the cost of a new laptop. I'm actually using that same laptop to record this podcast, to edit this podcast right now. If you ever, ever need any help with IT, I highly recommend calling Sean at Your Hometown Techs or visiting their website, yourhometowntechs.com, Y-O-U-R-H-O-M-E-T-O-W-N-T-E-C-H-S.com, yourhometowntechs.com.